Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Sale for a while. Why is nobody buying the team? We'll talk to Washington Post columnist Barry Sverluga at 610. Nice day on Wall Street. Dow closing up 369 points. NASDAQ up 191. S&P up 59. And breaking NFL news. New head coaches for the Broncos and Texans. CBS News on the hour. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Millions are dealing with a massive ice storm today slamming the South. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders has declared a state of emergency. And in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott says it's all hands on deck. There are almost 4,000 professionals who are working to respond to the storm. And more than 2,500 pieces of state equipment are being used to respond to the storm. Larry Smith worked to clear up roads after a massive pileup near I-55 in Memphis. People are just taking it for granted that they can just stop and you can't. The roads are slick. We're out here trying to work, and we have to dodge traffic. So... Everybody needs to slow down. Actor Alec Baldwin's now facing manslaughter charges for a shooting on his movie set in New Mexico. CBS's Chris Van Cleve. These charging documents tell us that there was some video and photos taken in the moments leading up to this shooting as they were rehearsing this scene. And in that video, in those pictures, prosecutors say they saw multiple places where Baldwin had his finger on the trigger of the gun. And FBI forensic review of that gun, that Colt 45, showed the trigger had to be pulled for it to be fired. That contradicts what Baldwin has been saying, that he didn't pull the trigger, that the gun went off. Baldwin fouls to fight the charges. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says New York Republicans Republican George Santos made the right move in recusing himself from two House committees. I think it was an appropriate decision that until he can clear everything up, he's off the committees right now. Santos is being investigated for financial fraud. In New York, CBS News obtained video portions of former President Trump's deposition as the state sues over the Trump Organization's business practices. Mr. Trump took the fifth about 400 times. Anyone in my position not taking the Fifth Amendment would be a fool. An absolute fool. Tributes keep pouring in for Tyree Nichols, whose funeral is happening tomorrow in Memphis. CBS's Elise Preston is there. Mississippi Boulevard Church, where this is happening, is a big church here in Memphis where often high-profile funerals do take place. We do know that in addition to loved ones and community members and the family's attorneys, we are expecting to see Reverend Al Sharpton there. He's expected to eulogize Tyree Nichols. Vice President Kamala Harris will be there, too. A popular doll's dealing with a new health issue. Here's CBS's Matt Piper. She's a Barbie girl with scoliosis. The new Chelsea doll has spine curvature and a blue back brace that's removable. The small doll wears a removable pink dress with colorful print and white shoes and has brunette hair with waves. Mattel says it worked with a board-certified neurosurgeon and specialist in children's complex spinal disorders. The six-inch doll is on Mattel's website for $7.99. The company says it's expanding its representation. This is CBS News. Good evening, everybody. Glad to have you with us at 6.03 on a very dark Tuesday night, January the 31st. And it's 30.
38 degrees. Hello, I'm Hillary Howard. And I'm Sean Anderson. Top story we're following, the major development in a high-profile killing in D.C. Police now say they have arrested the man responsible for the deadly shooting of 13-year-old Karan Blake in Northeast earlier this month. WTOP's Nick Ionelli starts our team coverage. The suspect in the shooting of Karan Blake has been identified as 41-year-old Jason Lewis of Northeast D.C. He's been charged with second-degree murder while armed, D.C. Police Chief Robert County. Anytime we have a loss of life, especially that of a child, that's something that really just pierces my soul, to be quite honest with you. So why did it take so long? The shooting happened back on January 7th. County says there were conflicting and confusing details in the case, plus a lot of video evidence. People were just coming like, hey, here's the camera from my house, my business, my etc. That really helped us to get to where we are. In the district, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. I'm Megan Cloherty. Karan Blake begged for his life in the moments before police say Jason Lewis fired two shots at him. Court documents say security video captures Blake saying, I'm sorry and no numerous times before yelling, I'm a kid, I'm a kid. But Chief Robert Conti says video shows the first shot Lewis fired wasn't at Blake. It appears that the first shot was fired actually at a getaway vehicle. Conti says that shot unraveled a chain of events as Karan Blake was running toward the vehicle before the shot and then changed direction, sprinting toward Lewis. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, I don't know if he knew uh, that Mr. Lewis was standing where he was standing. Or that he was armed. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Lewis's attorney says his client maintains his innocence. A judge ordered Lewis held without bond until his next hearing. Meantime, WTOP's Mike Marillo is hearing from a member of the boy's family who has been calling for the arrest since the shooting happened. I'm just saying thank you. Thank you, thank you for the whole family. Sean Long of Northeast D.C. is Blake's grandfather, and those thank yous, he says, are for police and the mayor and others who helped bring about an arrest in this case. Long says even though his grandson is accused of breaking into cars with others that night. When you're messing with cars or you mess with somebody, probably somebody, they don't have the right to shoot you or kill you. You're supposed to call 911. Long says when Blake yelled, I'm sorry, and I'm a kid too, Lewis. That man should have just went on and said, okay, get your get, get away from here. I'm going to call him, I'll, I'll grab him. You should have just grabbed him. You could have hold the little boy to the police came or something. Long says he also thanks members of the community who showed up to meetings and even took part in protests over the shooting. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. 606, are you expecting to meet up with police? Well, if you are speeding in a school zone, Fairfax County Police say they'll be there, ready to cite you. According to Fairfax County Police, alcohol-related fatal crashes are at a five-year low, but overall, deadly crashes are up. Pedestrian deaths on county roads have spiked from 14 in 2021 to 24 last year. Dahlia Palchik, a member of the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors, voiced her concerns. How do we address the people going 80, 90, sometimes 100 in 25, 35, 45 speed zone? I guess that's the area where I have so much concern and still seeing it happen. Fairfax County Police Deputy Chief Bob Blakely. You should be seeing more police officers in our school zones uh, in particular right now while we're are trying to address those high speeds. Police say they've talked to school officials about doing more safety education in classrooms. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, usually when a professional sports team goes on sale, it does not stay on the market long. So what's going on with the Nationals? We'll ask Barry Sferluga of the Washington Post, 607. Here's Andy Malay, the vice president of public sector at Coupa Software on Ask the CIO, sponsored by Coupa. The fact that 
things are moving more towards that commercial model of getting industry involved, I think helps everybody out because, one, it'll speed up the procurement cycle, and then the overall cost for both the government and for the industry goes down, which ultimately would lead to lower prices across the board. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Ask the CIO. Government agencies face constantly evolving complexity and expectations. Budgets face more scrutiny than ever. Missions are expanding at an incredible pace. As a result, agencies must strive to maximize the value of every taxpayer dollar. And now, Coupa can help more than ever. Coupa's acquisition management platform modernizes agencies' procurement processes, helps eliminate manual processes, and provides real-time visibility into spending commitments to help your organization maximize annual budgets. To gain control and visibility over your agency's procurement process, visit Coupa.com to learn more. It's 608. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Arlington, crash on 395 northbound before Boundary Channel on the left side. Southbound slow beyond the Pentagon. 95 southbound, main lane slow. Fairfax County Parkway to 123. In the Easy Pass lanes, they have found the crash in the express lanes southbound before Lorton. And that is blocking the right side of the express lanes. A crash on 123 southbound, slow near Burke Lake. It is near Henderson Road where you are under police direction. Crashes along Route 28 in Manassas, northbound after Manassas Drive on the right, and in Sterling getting cleared off a shoulder northbound near Old Ox Road. In both cases, I think the lanes have reopened. 66 uneventful. Beltway traffic is slow where you expect it to be, but nothing unexpected as far as crashes. Our big crash since the afternoon, unfortunately, has been in Prince George's County, and it's been closing the Suitland Parkway. Outbound drivers are jammed beyond the D.C. line past Branch Avenue and into a diversion onto Silver Hill Road. Inbound traffic does get by the crash investigation slowly on the Suitland Parkway. Baltimore-Washington Parkway in 95, no incidents. 270, still slow, moving out of Rockville into Gaithersburg with the travel lanes remaining open. In the district, southbound 3rd Street Tunnel, slow to go east on 695. A crash had been reported on that ramp a while ago. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Mike Stineford's got the forecast. Colder air continues to filter into the region and temperatures will gradually drop over the next several hours. Still seeing patchy light rain and drizzle and later tonight that will change over to some light snow or snow flurries. Accumulations of under an inch are possible mainly over the southern suburbs and mainly on the grass. The ground is warm and we're not anticipating any big travel issues overnight those being the mid-20s to lower 30s. We'll turn partly sunny on Wednesday. Our highs upper 30s to lower 40s. A strong cold front comes away on Thursday. Mostly cloudy skies could be a few sprinkles of rain or a couple of snow flurries. Highs up our 30s to lower 40s. And behind that front on Friday, partly the mostly sunny, windy, and cold. Highs only low to mid-30s. Sunny skies, but cold on Saturday. Highs mid-20s to lower 30s. Increasing clouds warmer on Sunday. Highs mid to upper 40s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinnerford. We're sitting at 38 in Foggy Bottom. We've got 38 in Silver Spring. 37 for Belvoir. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 610. We're only a couple of weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to National Spring Training, which is so hard. Hard to believe. However, the promise of a new baseball season is kind of clouded. The Nats were the worst team in the majors last year and could be just as bad this year. 
However, what's more concerning is the Nationals have yet to find a new owner nine months after the Lerner family put the team up for sale. Washington Post sports columnist Barry Verluga, who writes about it in today's Post, joined us a little earlier with his perspective on this stalled sale. The big roadblock for any national sale has to do with their involvement with the Mid-Atlanta Sports Network that broadcasts their games. They essentially do not have the rights to get revenue from that network. Those rights belong to the Baltimore Orioles. That was an arrangement that was put in place back in 2004 when Major League Baseball moved the Montreal Expos to Washington to become the Nationals. It was to appease Orioles owner Peter Angelos, who was opposed to that move into his geographic area. And it's amazing that almost 20 years later, um, this issue still hangs over the franchise and really is preventing it from being sold from one entity to another. Is there still a leading candidate to buy the franchise? Well, Ted Leonsis, the CEO of Monumental Sports, who obviously owns the Capitals, the Mystics, and and the Wizards here in town, is the leading candidate. But he's also the owner of NBC Sports Washington, a regional sports network here that broadcasts the Capitals and Wizards games. And the end game for Leonsis would be not just to own the Nationals, but to have programming for that network over the course of the summer when his heir is essentially dead. But if he doesn't own the rights to broadcast those games, then he doesn't have that inventory and the, the product the Nationals are less attractive to him without those media rights. So the team knows that the learners are interested in selling. Uh, How does that affect anything on the field, if at all? Well, it doesn't affect a player and how what his approach at the plate is or how he's going to execute a pitch. All of these guys are professionals, and they're going to try to do the best that they can. What it does impact is roster building and vision Beyond this year, this is a rebuilding year regardless of of who builds the team or who owns the team. They've traded off a number of stars over the years, last several years, to restock themselves with prospects. But it's hard to know what's going to happen in 2024 and beyond when you don't know who's going to be signing the checks, who's going to be making the budgets, who's going to have the overall philosophy, and whether general manager Mike Rizzo and manager Dave Martinez are part of that vision because their contracts expire at the end of this season. That's Washington Post sports columnist Barry Verluga. We've got more sports news, including fresh NFL head coaching hires. We'll have details next, 613. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot-coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part, 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect. It's the start of a new year, and your local Honda dealers are ready to help you kick it off with a brand new Honda. Honda has its best lineup ever of SUVs, including the all-new 2023 CRV and CRV Hybrid, with available all-wheel drive, and the all-new 2023 Pilot, featuring the Pilot Trail Sport, Honda's most rugged SUV ever. And don't miss the all-new 2023 Accord and Accord Hybrid arriving soon. Start the new year in a new Honda. 
See your local Honda dealer today. On WTOP, let's find out what happened on Wall Street. The Dow rallied more than 350 points. More D.C. to San Juan service. I'm Jeff Glabel. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. What is the story, Rob Woodford? Well, I got a few for you. Yeah? Because I can't just talk about one thing. Uh, for the second time this year, an NFL team is hiring one of its former players to be the head coach. Houston today announcing D'Amico Ryans is their new leader, reportedly giving the sixth head coach in Texans history a six-year deal. That length is interesting, given Houston has fired each of their last two coaches after only one season. So uh, Ryans hiring... Keeps the NFL's total of minority head coaches at five. It makes the Texans the first team in NFL history to have hired three straight black coaches. Interestingly, days after a report that Sean Payton had concerns about the ownership situation in Denver, oh, now he's the head coach. Uh, reportedly, they're uh, ironing out the uh, 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 finalizing a deal here that uh, makes him the next coach of the Broncos. He sat out 2022, uh, and because he's still under contract with uh, New Orleans, it's uh, basically a trade. So the Saints will get the 29th overall pick in this year's draft in a second rounder next year, according to multiple reports. And today marks the 35th anniversary of an iconic Super Bowl that made Doug Williams the first black quarterback to start a Super Bowl. Now, we all know WTOP alum and ESPN uh, 630 host uh, Andy Poland is like an encyclopedia when it comes to Washington mm-hmm. sports, uh, Washington football history in particular. So this week's D.C. Sports Alley gave us a little known fact about Williams' 87 season. Doug Williams was 0-2 as a starter that season. And in the two playoff games that they had, really Daryl Green would be the star, the one that they won in Chicago with Green returning the punt. And, and then the, uh, the championship game against Minnesota, he knocked the ball away. I mean, the stats for Williams weren't that good. It's the Super Bowl where he really yeah. shined. And Williams doesn't get enough love for his performance in that game. And at 645, I'm going to tell you why he should get more love for that. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, Rob, thanks. 617, you may remember that car that was caught doing donuts on the Bay Bridge while other vehicles blocked traffic. Happened a few years ago. Well, now laws recently used by Ocean City to target drag racing. Could be coming to the entire state of Maryland. It's a bill targeting drag racing and what's being termed exhibition driving. And it's backed by Anne Arundel County State Senator Pam Beidel. Observers and cars will gather around and someone in the middle will be doing wheelies and donuts and all kinds of squealing wheels. The law is modeled after one used by the town of Ocean City when a social media organized event brought what Ocean City Mayor Rick Meehan described as chaos to his town. These vehicles become weapons and the drivers are seriously jeopardizing the safety of other vehicles, pedestrians. If passed, those who violate the law would be arrested. Their cars could be impounded. John Dome in WTOP News. Now to the top stories we're working at WTOP. Alec Baldwin and a weapons specialist are formally charged with involuntary manslaughter. We'll bring you the latest about the movie set shooting from 2021. A D.C. government worker is charged with murder after shooting 13-year-old Karan Blake. Police say the teen pled for his life after being caught breaking into cars. Keep it here on WTOP for full details in the minutes ahead. 618 traffic and weather on the 8s back to Dave Dildine in the WTOP traffic center. In DC on 395, it's a slow soggy pace between the tunnels and 14th Street Bridge both ways in Arlington. Northbound near Boundary Channel crash clear. Southbound slow Washington Boulevard to Glebe Road. 
From Springfield to Woodbridge, 95 southbound, main lane slow. Fairfax County Parkway toward the Prince William Parkway with all lanes open. 95 express lanes slow near Fairfax County Parkway to a point near Lorton Road. The crash in the easy pass lanes blocks the right express lane. Pick your poison. Shorter but slower backup in the express lanes. Routine congestion on the main line. Near Burke Lake, Route 123, southbound delays because of a crash at Henderson Road. Beltway through Maryland and Virginia, no big crashes reported volume delays here and there. Top story in Maryland has been the closure of Prince of the uh, Suitland Parkway. Suitland Parkway outbound from D.C. Beyond Branch Avenue, heavy slow, then diverted onto Silver Hill Road. Crash inves- investigation ongoing. Inbound traffic on the Suitland Parkway gets by with only brief delays. And slow southbound on I-295, leaving Washington that way. Potentially more traffic on Branch Avenue through Marlowe Heights. North of town. Routine delays northbound on 270 in Gaithersburg, Baltimore-Washington Parkway and 95 Beltway to Beltway. Not so bad this evening. Traffic brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the armed forces, DOD veterans and their families, the members of the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Well, hello, Mike Stineford. Well, hello, Hillary. <laughs> Are you ready for the return of winter? Uh, I am preparing for the return of winter. Wait, we had winter? We're in winter? Hard to know. We're going to have a little bit of it, but it's not going to last very long. By next week, uh, look for temperatures to be back above freezing. But we're seeing a little bit of sleet and a little bit of light rain across the region right now. That'll be the story for the next seven hours. A chance of some light rain and some light sleep before midnight. After midnight, some light snow and flurries. Could be accumulations of snow under an inch overnight, mainly over the southern suburbs and mainly on the grass. This will not be a big travel issue for us. Our lows mid-20s to lower 30s. We'll turn partly sunny tomorrow. We'll get up to a high near 40. Could be a sprinkle or a snow flurry on Thursday as an Arctic cold front comes their way, a higher around 40. And then Friday morning behind that front, partly the mostly sunny, windy, and cold. Highs low to mid-30s and sunshine and cold on Saturday. Highs only mid-20s to lower 30s. Okay, temperatures for you right now. Culpepper 37, Frederick 37, and Sean and Hillary. We've got 38 at Reagan National. Okay, Mike, thanks. All brought to you by New Look Home Design. Right now, save 50% on all roofing materials and labor. Hey, stay with us. We've got more evidence on how bad COVID was for our kids' education and how that bad situation keeps on going. 621. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cause was stopped. The threats will stop. It was easy like uh, one, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. WTOP sat down with Lisa Brown Alexander, president and CEO of Nonprofit HR, to talk about nonprofit talent management in 2023. Talent acquisition will continue to be a priority. Think about your employer brand and how you show up as an employer. Monitor your reputation online. That can make or break whether or not someone will decide to join you. 
To watch the full interview, visit WTOP.com and search Nonprofit HR. Looking to integrate talent into your mission's strategic plan? During annual strategic planning, organizations often overlook what talent is needed to meet their goals. Partner with Nonprofit HR for your organization's talent management needs. We offer HR outsourcing and project-based consulting, including strategy and advisory, retained search, total rewards, and equity, diversity, inclusion, and justice. We also offer customized trainings for your workforce. Join the many social impact organizations that have trusted Nonprofit HR to help them increase mission impact through their peer. Visit nonprofithr.com. This is WTOP News. 623. A teenager was found unresponsive earlier today in Arlington. As WTOP's Dick Giuliano reports, the boy suffered an apparent drug overdose at Wakefield High. Arlington County Police say the boy was found in a bathroom around 9.30 in the morning, and he's hospitalized in critical condition. Four other boys were evaluated at the scene by medics. Police collected evidence and spoke with witnesses before offering the preliminary assessment of a drug overdose. Police did not provide any information about the type of drugs that may have been involved. Wakefield on South Dinwiddie Street is one of three high schools in Arlington County. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Meantime, 11 students have overdosed while at Montgomery County Schools. Several others have died while at home in recent months. And now a county council member is visiting schools to learn why exactly this is happening. Just a few drops of this stuff can kill you. The school system just in January has seen five students die of fentanyl overdoses. Montgomery County Council member Will Jawando met with students at Northwood High School in Silver Spring to try to understand exactly what is going on. You know, they're dealing with the mental health issues that have come from the pandemic, you know, losing loved ones, the economic fallout. I was talking to a student yesterday who's been living at a day's end. Juwando and the Health and Human Services Committee will hold a hearing on overdoses in late February. We're not coming to this meeting to say we have a problem. We know we have a problem. We're coming to this meeting to talk about what the countywide, government-wide, community-wide solutions will be. Luke Luger, WTOP News. The pandemic's impact on education has not ended. A new study finds students lost about a third of a school year's worth of knowledge and may not have closed that learning gap. Learning delays and losses were worse in math than in reading here in the U.S. Those hurt the worst were in low-income homes or developing countries. One researcher is urging global officials to offer intensive summer programs and tutoring. More in the journal Nature Human Behavior. WTOP at 625, Money News 25 and 55. Let's get back to Jeff Claybaugh. A Tuesday rally, the Dow up 369 points. The S&P 500 index up 59, that's 1.5%. The Nasdaq gained a little more than 1.5%. Just about anyone who wanted COVID vaccines has gotten them. Pfizer expects revenue to fall 33% this year after a record $100 billion in revenue Last year, half of that was vaccine sales. Another home builder says more buyers are getting cold feet. Reston-based NVR's cancellation rate in the fourth quarter rose to 18%. Sales were also down 27%. Another nonstop to Puerto Rico. Frontier Airlines starts daily nonstop service from BWI Marshall to San Juan in May. Spirit flies nonstop from BWI to Puerto Rico. United does from Dulles. JetBlue has nonstop San Juan flights from Reagan National. Jeff Claybaugh, WCOP News. Money News sponsored by Washington, D.C. BMW Centers. Now through January 31st, Lisa 2023 BMW X5 X Drive 40i for $8.99 per month for 36.